That's KC may contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for the ears of some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. That's the only time we'll do it. That's it. Thank God. Maybe. I feel like you're lying, but all right. Uh, I'm just whining. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I swear to God, you're a dad. Well. In another life, in a past life, you must have been Or a dad. just, you know, a comedian. No. That's... You tell a lot of dad jokes, though. I know, but that's the point. Like, like honey, That's how we like end every show. Jokes. It's that's with puns. That's true. So if I don't do it. I'm not practicing, and then I won't be good. Right? Hold on. Whatever. Okay. Never mind. Huh? It, like, skipped the jump or something. Yeah. The ghost stopped it, it for a second. All right. Do you want to wanna start with a misconnection, or do one and then end with the other ones? Yeah, we can do one. Okay. I mean, we're going to do them all, so. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll do, we'll do one First, and then in between our stories, and then at the end. Okay. Kind of break up the... That we'll save the good one for the end. Um, oh, by the okay. way, this is... That's KC. It's not just a podcast that oh, we read. Um, <laughs> misconnections, but it entertained us, and we hope it will entertain you. <laughs> but we're going to do this and for from Kansas City area, so hopefully we also make... Like, help make love connections. Because obviously everyone's gonna listen to <laughs> people listen yeah. to this podcast just like they read misconnections on Craigslist. Craigslist, uh-huh. right? Sure. Oh gosh, but I'm gonna read it as if it's like a Shakespearean ish. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> There's a long pause for no reason. Uh, but yeah, but we usually no, we we will chat some true crime mm-hmm. this week yeah and then last episode if you haven't listened to it is paranormal and the next week will be paranormal and then after that will be true crime and it just goes back and forth like that because i'm not gonna say it a bunch um okay let's do uh, how, how many did you save I, I did three perfect so um <laughs> Let's go with um, my wounded dragon. Excuse me, my wounded dragon. Oh wait, let's wait. Let's do our KC things first, and then we'll do this. KC things. KC food things. Oh okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, do you want me to go first? Yeah. Hey guys, guess what? Um, I am <laughs> drinking my box wine again. Surprise! 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 Uh, it is the St. James Winery. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweet velvet red wine out of a box, and it's freaking delicious. Mm-hmm. If you guys still have not tried it, you have to go out and buy some or the sweet white 
whatever, or velvet white, whatever you want. Any St. James. Either white or red. It's yeah. delicious. I... Buy a big bottle, because it's like Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Or get a box. Mm-hmm. Or get a box, because it's cheaper. It's cheaper. Because what's, what's the bottle? is like, what, five, six dollars? Sometimes? No, the bottle is like ten. It is? Uh-huh. The bottle is like nine ninety nine. I thought, oh. right? Maybe in your grocery store. I thought store. it was, yeah. Well, that sucks. Mine's probably at least like... Or is it like seven ninety nine? I think it's probably about seven ninety nine. Yeah, seven ninety nine. Yeah, I don't but think then it's it, that But then it's like twenty dollars for a box. Yeah. And that's four bottles. Which technically. is technically. Yeah. Which is so Which much is cheaper. technically one bottle free at that price. Yes. Nice. Yeah. I have uh Stone Hill Winery's Golden Rhine, but R H I N E. Sweet white wine. White wine. For Missouri wine country. Um, let's see the back of the label. The back label of the back of the book. Forget it. Uh, Golden Rhine. The Stone label Hill. on the back. The label on the back. Uh, Stonehill Winery was established in the quaint town of Hermann by German immigrants in 1847. Today, the Held family brings you Missouri's most historic and awarded wines. A sweet German-style white wine... Loaded with luscious ripe fruits, fruit aromas and flavors, pairs perfectly with fresh fruit and other what light desserts. Have a fucking H in it. Prost. I don't know what that means, but it's probably like a German Prost. cheers. I thought it was like drink or like cheer. Oh. Yeah. It's in German. Mm-hmm. Prost. 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 Well, no. 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 Too much. But it is uh, in between semi-sweet and sweet, so it's. It's, um... Different. Di- yeah, it's different. It's very nice. Um, uh, like, I went to Gomer's and nice, yeah. on 39th and, uh, Broadway. And as I was just standing there, I, like, it, it took me a very long time to pick one bottle of wine. And it was absolutely ridiculous. Like, I had this one in my hand. And the guy was like, are you doing a fun? I was just like, I'm just looking. And I just, I think I just looked really lost. And he was like, how can I help you? <laughs> What does this taste like? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that'll be between like a Moscato and like a White Zen. Nice. So it's very nice. And then I wasn't going to get anything, but then I changed my mind and I stopped by Donut Lounge. It's delicious. I got um, that Irish breakfast, <laughs> but you can it also get very it. You weird. can, yeah, you can get it non-alcoholic or alcoholic. So I got alcoholic. Um, Duh. And there's like a little little um syringe not a syringe but like the yeah like suction like a dropper yeah like dropper eyedropper eye of um jameson and then inside's like some orange like uh, marmalade or something jelly like <laughs> and then the white icing and then had a little tiny strip of bacon on the top which they have they're good they put bacon on several or on two Things. It was delicious. Two things. Mm-hmm. Two donuts have bacon on it. Like the maple bacon donut. Mm. I go, I know too much about the donuts there. But I like their no duds. It's like a meal. Mm. But donuts. Like uh, they do like biscuits and gravies. Oh, but with donuts? But it's donuts. A donut and bis- bisquick mixed together to make like the biscuits mm. and then eggs. And then it's like this glazy gravy. It's actually very good. That's weird. That sounds weird. Mm-hmm. 
but it was delicious. And then I also got the mocha donut, which is like a chocolate cake donut with chocolate icing and then um, some like espresso beans like sprinkled on top. So it's very good. I yeah. highly recommend going to Donut Lounge in Westport. Fun fact, I was their first customer. I got up at 5.30 a.m. to get to the... That's too fucking early for a donut. Never. Um, I mean, I wake up at 5... No. I rationalize it as if I can wake up at 5.30 a.m. and go work out at 6.30, I can wake up and go get this donut, which was like a year ago I did that. <laughs> It's fine. But I was the first one. And he remembers, but like the owner was there too, Jake. And he's like, oh, hi. And he likes to tell his uh, people that work there, he goes, hey, fun fact. <laughs> she goes, what? Goes, she was our first customer. And I was like, yeah, that was me. Yeah, sure was. Mm-hmm. But I also like, they, at night when they're done donuts and stuff, they don't throw it away. They put it in a box on top of the dumpster so homeless people, if they want to oh, get it, they can eat it. nice. Yeah. It was very cool. Okay. Okay. Casey missed connection via Craigslist a la Shakespearean monologue-ish. If you guys haven't heard of this before, <laughs> you should. Um, just saying it right now, not all of them are safe for every viewer, but... Don't click on ones with pictures, usually. No. Don't do that. No. Don't. Don't do that. But look up Craigslist in your city and look up misconnections because it's freaking hilarious. Some are so good. Some, some are, are so good. Some are really dumb. And some are just like, oh, I saw you. You're so beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. And then that's it. Tell me some of them. What you were wearing. Yeah. So tell me what you were wearing. Like, no. That's weird. I don't want to do that. Uh, but some are definitely made up, like the one we're going to yes. save towards the very end. Um, yes. But this is My Wounded Dragon, and it's a man for a woman. This was posted on 11 16 Hold on, let me get my little voice on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd slay whoever hurt you so much as to steal away your simple belief in the future. I've had my own dreams dragged through hell, and I can still say it's not a waste of time. I might not be the hunkiest, but I dare you to find someone willing to walk through fire for you. For you, for, oh, sorry, ah, crap. Fucked it up. I did. Well, willing to walk through fire for you, and with you, like I will, quit spending time on people who, you know, people you know fill your low expectations and hang with me. I promise, given an enough time I'm gonna fail you sometimes as you will me that's not promising anyway uh, but everything in between is worth it I'm doing what I think I'm being told to do you might give it a try before there's so much space we're both lost I think this is my last nudge I can't sh keep showing up without just being a pain in the ass what? What? I know, exactly. Makes Didn't no make any sense. sense. No sense whatsoever. Yeah. So there will be another one. I'll get better at it. It was it was better the first time when I read it. It's yeah. It's silly. I just like the title. Yeah. My wounded dragon. My wounded dragon. I thought it was yeah. Like that's dirty. Mm. Oh, 
I made it dirty. Yeah, you did. Of course I did. Okay, do you have your... Why can you listen to My Wounded Dragon and not think that it's dirty? I don't know. And my head immediately went there. Well. Per use. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you, hmm? Do you have your... Are you ready? Yeah. For your... Your... Yeah. Right here. Think, oh wait, we gotta ah. say who sent that to us. Hold on. Scare me. Gosh, hold on, hold on. Sent us. Hold what? the phone. Hold, hold the phone. phone. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about that's now. It. This was sent to us uh, via our Facebook page. Um, yeah. So thanks to Dawn. She's um, a murderer now. She's in the My Favorite Murder um, Kansas City chapter group. Moist. So, yeah, so when I shared it Thanks, in there, Dawn. people like... You helped me yes. out. Yes. So that's why, yeah, yours is going to be... I assume yours is going to be terrible because of the synopsis that she sent. Well, when and... you told me earlier that mine was going to be terrible, because you said, oh, mine's not very long, but I know yours is going to be terrible. <laughs> I took so much offense to that. I looked at you like, you motherfucker. I was, I was like, just like, how what? fucking dare you? And you were like, What? Isn't it? Haven't you read it? Isn't it going to be terrible? And I was like, I think I will do just fine. Thank you. You're like, no. Oh my god, the storyline is terrible. Yeah. Yes, how I'm going to present it is not going to be terrible. No, probably will be a little bit terrible. But well, it's fair with me. It always is. You drink after you st- we started, so you'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Don. First, thank you for listening. I think. Um, <laughs> hopefully. Uh, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, for just sending that in. Because she actually, she was going to send it to My Favorite Murder so they could read on Hometown, but she decided to save it. Oh, yeah. And then she didn't get around to it, like, doing the research and stuff. And so she sent it to us. Nice. Thank you, Dawn. And I hope that I see you at the early show on the 9th. I will be there. What? Are they, My Favorite Murder is coming here. Oh, gotcha. I was like, My bad. Uh-huh. I didn't say that. Yeah. My Favorite Murder live show is coming here. And I decided when the tickets came out, I was in a treat myself mode. Um, uh-huh. I was also watching Parks and Rec, so that didn't help. Uh, but I went to, got the um, meet and greet tickets. So mm. after the show, I get to meet Karen and Georgia. Do you listen to no, My Third Murder? I yeah. do not. Don't you remember? Uh, today I had about seven mm-hmm. episodes to catch up on, on the one podcast that I do listen to. Correct. So and that I've was my seven has... hours of stuff today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite murder has about like ninety four plus some um, the mini sods. I used to listen to my my favorite murder, but then I just stopped. <laughs> I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Well, once I got this new phone, the only thing that I added was the one. Oh. And then I haven't really been keeping up with it. I don't think about listening to it. It's really bad. Yeah. Most of the time, I'm just too tired and I just go to freaking bed because yeah. I'm like an eighty five year old man, as we've established before. Yes. Especially uh, lately. I don't know what's going on. I've been going to bed till, at like 10 o'clock. Same. Or just like Very not weird. going to bed, just laying down. And then like, no, I've been like legitimately tired and like going to bed. So I still wake up at like, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But something has been helping with that as well. Yeah. Where I sleep through the night. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't have that tonight. <laughs> no. That day. That's all right. Yeah. Okay. Continue okay. with your. All right. So my story. Get ready for this. My story is from Ottawa, Kansas. Um, It is about Kyle Flack, who is... Okay, so some of them were saying, like, he was 30. Mm -hmm. And other ones were saying he was 27. 
So I think, I don't know, well, I don't know if it was, like, because of when the, the story was posted, uh, if they were updating his birth, like, his his age uh, sort of thing. So we're going to say about late 20s or so. Late yeah. 20s, early 30s. Yep. That's what we're going to say for this little time period right that's here. What, because all of the posts that I read were, like, from either... Because this happened in 2013. Yeah. And some of them posts were already updated in 2016. Yeah. So for the three-year difference, it makes that's sense what, for the 27 to 30-year-old. Yeah. Whatever. Because yeah. that's what... Because we messaged back and forth. I was just like, oh, thank you. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. And then she said that, yeah, like, he was just convicted so there'd be mm-hmm. more yeah. information. So yeah. that's Luckily. probably... So I read some of the early posts from, like, 2013, mm. 2014, when it was just being taken care of, and then it's been updated quite a bit so in 2016 and stuff after mm. stuff has happened. Mm-hmm. So, phone. Phone. Mm. Okay. Um, phone has to wake up. Okay, so this is about Kyle Flack. Um, he is a man that has... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what? You're... You shut... Yeah, you just keep shoving that donut in your face. Mm-hmm. Don't make any remarks. Um, Never. Not being a gallery. Um, okay, oh. so... He's the man that investigators say raped and killed a young mother and killed her 18-month-old daughter who also and also murdered two other men in an Ottawa farm. Mm-hmm. On an Ottawa farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a great story. Mm-hmm. So get ready for it. And your mouth is full of donuts. So mm-hmm. here we go. All right. So, um, do-do-do-do. Franklin County Attorney Stephen Hunting told jurors that Kyle Trevor Flack was responsible for the Bloody Spring 2013 rampage that left four people dead, including an Olathe woman and her 18-month-old daughter. Um, Hunting, Hunting's opening line was the defendant and the defendant alone committed each and every one of these murders. But then, of course, everybody else, like, you know, um, like his lawyer and stuff were like well no it's all circumstantial evidence there's nothing really tying in with thing bullshit um there's like physical evidence and Mm. shit um and also stuff that i will tell you that you're like "Eh, that's not circumstantial whatsoever uh so flack has is um is charged with the murders of stephen white 31 andrew stout 30 kaylee bailey 21 and lana bailey 18 months Mm. all four victims were shot with or with were killed with a shotgun um, that shotgun was later actually found in a trash collection facility in Emporia, Kansas, and um, which is where the they arrested Flack after the killings. Bodies of all three adult victims were found um, were found in the house. Searchers were found in the house um, in Ottawa or whatever. Um, Searchers soon spread out, um, searching for the toddler who was missing. Hmm. They eventually found Lana's body stuffed into a suitcase floating in Tequa Creek in rural Osage County near the Franklin County line. Mm. Yeah. So he didn't just leave her in the house, like, with everybody else. He just put her in a suitcase and put her on the, in the creek. Because he's psycho. Um, diapers and paperwork containing her name and the mother's name were found along, or were found along the bank of the creek. Lana um, has said to be or has has died from a single gunshot to the back that passed completely through her body. Because she was fucking eighteen months old, a fucking shotgun blast just took her out, like just one blast. Yeah, yeah. 
Her mother's body was found nude from the waist down with her hands bound behind her back and um, with further evidence of rape. So, which is why they know that he raped her. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, and she also had a shot to the back of her head that, quote, blew out the front of her face. Um, Stout, so, what was his name? Andrew Stout and Flack had been seen together at several locations on April 28th, the day before Flack supposedly killed Stack. Um, wait. Stout, sorry. I spelled that wrong. I don't know why I did that. My bad. I said Flack and Stout together. I mean Stack. Stack and... Mm-hmm. Stout? Stout and Flack together. Oh, okay. I put it Stack. So, Flack has killed Stout. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Stout and... Uh, <laughs> shut up. Andrew Stout and Stephen White had lived at the farmhouse on, in Ottawa. Flack sometimes stayed there as well. Um, Bailey was... Uh, law Or no. Sorry. She, Kaylee Bailey. Which... Very unfortunate. Kaylee Bailey. I'm really sorry, but that's a horrible name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaylee Bailey. So, Kaylee was Stout's girlfriend. Um, after Stout's slaying... A man who used to live with them, with him also stopped by the house and saw Flack there. He will, te- and he also testified that he saw a shotgun on the premises. Yeah. Uh, Flack's stepfather visited the house and took Flack food on two um, two days after the killings, after the last killings. So people were dead inside the house, and his stepfather brought him food. Ugh. The stepfather was unaware of what was inside the house, though. <sighs> so Flack just kind of hid it for a few days. Um, so on May 3rd, Flack drove Bailey's car to Emporia and stayed with other friends. Several days later, surveillance camera showed, uh, oh, showed him dropping off her car on the opposite side of the town, of town from where he was staying. Items belonging to Bailey and her daughter were found in a trash container near that car. Um, after they arrested Flack at Emporia, police found, uh, black zip-up ties, Zip ties, I don't know why I said zip up. Zip ties in his backpack, uh, like the ones that were used to bind Bailey's hands before she was killed. Ah. Uh, testimony got underway with Detective Tammy Alexander of the Franklin County Sheriff's Office talking about her interview of Flack after his May 8th arrest. Uh, he gave several versions of his activities around the time of the killings, and then um, prosecutors set, played a videotape for the jury of her first interview with Flack who at that time kept asking what was going on. He got angry at one point during the interview and asked, and kept asking what happened to his friends. The detective um, only told them that they had found three bodies but didn't know who they were. Flack then reportedly began sniffling and wiping his eyes. But after the video, Alexander testified that some of the things Flack had said were non-consistent with things she'd learned from the investigation. So in his second interview, Flack changed some details, she said, and Flack uh, reacted angrily when detectives pushed on him um, on his inconsistencies. So he's been fucking up his story with mm. his with the first one, which is what actually happened. Ah. And then the second interview, they kind of pressure him on those things that he got wrong and he gets pissed. Mm. So it's all an act. Um, he repeatedly um, said he wasn't there and didn't know what happened to them. But eventually he told detectives about two drug dealers named Omar and Chewy who may have been involved. That's like typical drug dealer name, like in any movie. It's right. either Omar or some weird... Uh-huh. <laughs> so Alexander, uh, whatever, the investigator, said that they later determined that those people didn't even exist. <laughs> so he just came up with Omar and Chewy and was like, yeah, there's these two drug yeah. dealer guys. 
They could have done it, and they're like, no, those aren't real. No. You're an idiot. You. Um, mm. Yeah. So prosecutors, um, kind of with the timeline, they said that uh, White was the first one that was killed about April 20th on 20, in 2013. Um, his body was buried under a tarp of pile in, and piles of junk in an outbuilding near the farmhouse. Mm. Stout was then killed on April 29th in a bedroom of the farmhouse. Kaylee, who was Stout's girlfriend, went to the house to visit him before she and her daughter were killed on May 1st in the same room, according to the trial testimony. The bodies of Kaylee and Stout were found under a large pile of clothes in that room. Yeah, which is why the stepdad didn't find any evidence, because he just kind of threw shit on top of all the bodies and then threw the baby in the creek. Um, Andrew Helm, who is a friend of Flax and was at the trial and is still, um, he says he's still stunned that his friend is accused of killing four people. He was a good guy. He seemed like it anyway. I don't know what turned him into doing, um, turned him into doing something like this. He actually had... Drugs from Omar and Chewy. Right? (laughs) He actually had text messages, uh, between he, him and Flack around the time of the murders. So on May 3rd, which is... Um, definitely after because he killed Andrew yeah. Stout on April 29th. So on May 3rd, Helm to Flack asks if he, um, he says, have you talked to Andrew in the last few days? Flack said, I talked to him yesterday. He finally got everybody out, out his house. He's probably just laying low. Can't blame him. Then Helm followed up with another text saying that um, a, a couple days later saying that Stout hadn't been seen for a few days. And, um, Flack said he told me he had effing plan to get away for a minute with his girl. You know, you know, Andrew dot, dot, dot. So he's trying to say that Andrew went away with his girlfriend. Uh, Yeah. Um, Helm then texted Flack back on May 6th, asking again about Stout, but got no response. By then, Stout's friends had, had already found his body. So, yeah. Um, so Flack has basically has an extensive criminal history dating back more than like a decade. Uh. Um, he served time after he was convicted of a 2005 attempted murder. So yeah. Uh, so this attempted murder, the victim's sister, um, Stephanie Ingram said she was inside the home when Flack unloaded a gun at her brother. When she heard the shot, she came out back and saw her brother, Steve lying on the ground Flack had been working for Steve as a handyman, doing kind of like odd jobs around the house and around his business. Um, Ingram said that Steve fired back, saying, um, or fired Flack, Jesus, uh, saying that he had a bad attitude and didn't want to work. That's when Flack came to the home and began shooting. They removed five bullets um, and from Steve, and one, but one had gone into his lung, and he had bullet fragments in his lungs. Steve survived the shooting. But then later died a year and a half later from, or, um, but then died, oh, this was reported a while, like in 2015, I think. Um, he died from lung cancer. Yeah, so that kind of sucks. Steve, no. Flack was convicted of attempted murder for the shooting. He was supposed to spend five years in prison, but only ended up serving a little more than two years. Of course. (sighs) Um, and then basically the, for the, um, like the stout white 
Bailey whatever killings, mm-hmm. there still is like no motive for the murders whatsoever. He won't tell people why he did it or if there really is a reason why he did it. So unfortunately, it's kind of like an unknown of what the fuck happened that day. Um, most people, like he says that they, um, it was, I think a couple days before the first murder, they were all at a house party at this Ottawa farm, uh-huh. and everyone else there seemed said that Flack seemed friendly and didn't seem like anything was bothering him. Yeah, this is called a crazy person. Exactly. And then they said that, um, but then they said like a few days later, obviously, like Andrew and him had been getting into fights, but they would always make up, and they think that maybe just one of these fights just kind of escalated, and he couldn't, he didn't like what? back down, and so he came back and he murdered all of them. But on different days? Mm-hmm. Wait, okay. So he, they think that so. he was going back to kill um, Stout, but... Um, do, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me look at the dates again. Where was dates? Uh, White was killed first. So White was the one who owned the house ah. and let people stay with him. Ah. And so he was killed on April 20th. And so I think he was thinking that Stout was going to come stay with him so he was going to be there, but all he found was white, so he was just going to kill him anyway. Oh. And then he went back nine days later, killed Stout, and then a few days later killed um, the Stout's girlfriend and the baby when they came to see Stout. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then for some odd reason, didn't mm. just leave the baby there, just shoved her in a suitcase and put her in the creek. Mm. People don't know why they, he did that either. Mm. Yeah. So, uh-huh. very weird. Um, uh-huh. Guy's a total idiot and a douchebag. He's a terrible person. He's a terrible person. Um, oh, so, yeah. speaking, so, huh? speaking of terrible people, uh-huh. tra- Charles Manson died. What? He did? Yeah. Sweet. It was like today or last night. And people were just like, okay. Yeah. Okay, bye. Cool. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I almost forgot about that. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, that, was, that, that sucked. But yeah, but it, uh, I guess, like, yeah, Ottawa's like a small town, so that was kind of like a big shock when that happened. That's mm-hmm. what Don said. Again, mm-hmm. thank you, Don, for the suggestion. Yeah, yeah thank you, Don. <laughs> um, another uh, connection, and then, do you want to read it? It's kind of short. And where did I... There. Do you read it? Or you want me to read it? No, you can read it. I'll read it. Uh, It's... Cute bearded guy at Price Chopper yesterday. Woman for man. Warnell Road. uh, This is on 11-18-17. I doubt you'll see this, but I can can stop thinking about you. We didn't exchange any words, but I definitely think you caught me looking, staring at you once or twice. You had white boots on that were fancy as fuck. (laughs) If you see this, prove it's you by telling me what color my hair is. If you have kick or quick meat, tell me the name you go by. (laughs) What the fuck? Right? <laughs> Hold on. 
Where'd you go? You had a white boots on. They were fancy as fuck. But didn't spell it out. It was just A-S-F, which should just be A-F. Yeah. Fool doesn't know. Oh, my God. He's probably old. It was she seeking. Oh, she's... Yeah. Well, probably, yeah. she's probably old. Yeah. As F. Oh, I mean, if anyone using misconnections on Craigslist has got to be at Creeper. least 40, probably, right? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, okay, mine is... No, I keep clicking on the wrong things. What's happening? Fingers, stop betraying me. Okay, uh, so I have like two little ones. Because um, they're just like... Not necessarily funny, but like... Just like, <laughs> how? Um, <laughs> so this one, I titled it, Saved by the Fart. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> what? That was all the info I got from Kansas City Star. Um, on September 1st, uh, this is 2014. No. No, no, no. This year. 2017. My bad. The other one's 2014. Uh, September 1st, 2017, Sean Sykes was in a car that police searched and found a backpack that contained various drugs and two handguns. One of the guns, a .37 Magnum, had been reported stolen out of a car in Independence, Missouri, a few days earlier. According to the documents, while being questioned, Sykes denied knowing anything about the guns and drugs. And in his report about the interview, the detective wrote that when asked about his address, Mr. Sykes leaned to one side of his chair and released a loud fart before answering the address. (laughs) What the fuck? <laughs> then Mr. Sykes continued to be flatulent, and I ended the interview with a detective wrote. What the hell? <laughs> he just kept farting? Actually, yes, and it actually like made it to like BBC News. Oh, my Lord. Of course oh, it did. Oh, gosh. It was so funny. Um, but actually, that charges were not filed at the time. His flatulence did stop the police... Stopped the police interrogation, but not the continuing investigation that resulted in him, uh, the 24-year-old man from Kansas City, uh, to face federal gun and drug charges. So then, on November 5th, uh, he was pulled over. A police car pulled him over again, but too bad he didn't like go to Taco Bell or something beforehand. Uh, which you should have done. If you're going to carry guns and, like, drugs in your car, go eat, like, a bunch of beans before. Just in case, I guess. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it didn't work this time because he was charged in U.S. District Court possession with intent to sell cocaine and being a felon in possession of three firearms, two of which were reported stolen. According to allegations in the court police documents, Oh, no, wait. Allegations in court documents, police found marijuana and crack cocaine inside the vehicle. And then a uh, .38 caliber revolver that had been reported stolen from Overland Park. But, um, so he made his initial court appearance on Monday the 7th of November, so of this month, and was ordered, held in custody Pending a hearing later this later the week of the seventh to determine if a bond will be set. Good lord. So, but you should, if you're gonna be 
stealing guns and selling drugs and keeping them in your car. Be able to fart your way out, I guess. That's just disturbing. Think about it. I think it's hilarious. It's hilarious, but oh <laughs> it's my <such> god. A... <laughs> what the fuck? Like, that feels like, like you a think Will Ferrell movie. think he actually just like ate like. something like that, or think he just, it was like a nervous thing? I got nervous and nah, started farting. I feel like it was deliberate. Probably. I feel like that's just not natural. Yeah. Unless you can, like, make yourself fart. Yeah. Weird. That's, it was funny. What if he shit his pants? <laughs> that would have been worse. They'd just be like, sharted. you can just sit there. It's like, never trust a fart, man. You're <laughs> right. He sharted himself. That would right. be horrible. There was, like, a, uh, was it, what was the, her show Silver Silverman leaving it to Sarah Silverman or something I don't know but it was just like they were trying to all like make fart sounds and then it was just like she tried to do it and then it was like a ah like those ah it was a light she goes I pooped oh my god <laughs> it's so funny it was silly it was also one of those episodes it was um one of the like guys was in the police car and like they were listening to what he was saying or something, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like, "I just left a bomb in there." And then like, or listening to his phone or something, as he said that he left a bomb in the police car, and it was like a bomb squad, <laughs> and it was a fart bomb. Oh and my they god! Opened it. It's, just, it's so funny. I have to watch that. I wonder if that's that's probably not on Netflix, is it? Sarah Silverman. Mm-hmm. I know her like she has like new stand up specials on there, mm-hmm. but hmm. Okay. And then the other one, I put, uh, like, a phoenix rising, rising from the ashes. It's not about the incident. It's about the after effect of it, but it's oh, fine. okay. Um, so on Thursday morning of uh, November 20, 20th, 2014, uh, a vehicle involved in a police pursuit crashed into a building at 18th and Oak Street, uh, causing part of the brick structure to collapse. Uh, police began pursuing the vehicle, a white SUV that had been reported stolen shortly after 10 a.m. Thursday. Which I remember when this happened, because I think it also, like, went down 18th Street or something, which is a one-way. Like, it was going the wrong way on the one-way. or And then it, like, turned off, and the police stopped pursuing it because it was going down a one-way, and then it came down Oak Street and tried to turn. Um, but the vehicle... Uh, they abandoned the chase until another officer saw the vehicle near 12th and Prospect Avenue and began to push to pursue. That's a between Prospect and yeah, 12th and 18th. That's a lot. That's like a lot. That's a big difference mm-hmm. to be going that fast. Mm-hmm. Jeez. What? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the vehicle ran stoplights and stop signs at speeds up to 80 miles per hour, police said. At one point, the vehicle turned south on Oak. She didn't stop driving like crazy, said Kansas City Police Captain Chris uh, Sicoli. Uh, so at 18th Street, the driver lost control of the SUV. The car was turning east on 18th Street, so they're trying to turn on, on Oak to 18th Street, which struck a fire hydrant in the building, causing one of the corner of the building to collapse onto the SUV which is an antique vehicle store storage like place mm-hmm. inside like an old Ford cars um the building came like started to like crumble around the car and like you see all these old cars like kind of like hanging out and like oh, falling shit. out um but luckily the building yeah the building was vacant no one was in there Chris 
Wilsey, who's the building's owner, said he kept a dozen unrestored vehicles from 1940s, 50s, and 60s inside the two-story structure. Engineers were inspecting the building's integrity after the accident. He said he had hoped the, that the structure, which dated to the 1920s and once served as a Ford dealership, man, could be preserved. The driver suffered injuries that were not considered life-threatening. Um... And she was taken uh, to the hospital by ambulance. Uh, but what that, if there's, um, uh, it's on Fox, you can find it on Fox 4, Casey, one of the buildings that's at, um, what's that, 18th and McGee? Mm -hmm. So not the, like if you're facing east, like towards like where Riders is, down mm -hmm. 18th Street, the one that's on the left-hand side, mm -hmm. like the building that's like, I don't know, business people or there was something that had surveillance that was aimed out that way. You could see, like, there was a truck trying to turn on 18th Street, so she was, like, going, like, going down, and there was another car in the right lane, so she couldn't go that way, so she had to go, like, into the oncoming and, like, swerved around that other Jesus car and it lost Christ. it and hit that building that's across from, that's on the side of where Grinders is, that one that's on the corner. Mm -hmm. Um which I say like a phoenix because now it's the um, International Tap House. Oh, yeah. And um, also like the Mission Taco Joint. Yeah. So go there. And then like so on the top they have... Right hmm? past that. On mm -hmm. First Friday. Yeah. So it's all super pretty and cool now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and also, also uh, some office space that you can rent. Nice. Yeah. Like I looked at it trying to figure out like a place to like have a, like, a recording studio for us. Mm -hmm. Just like, that's too much. Too much. Yeah. Maybe when we get donations on Patreon, hint, hint, wink, wink, um, <laughs> we can do that, and then I can, uh, I'll have, I mean, it'll, <laughs> words. Mm-hmm. I don't, they weren't there. Still are, um, apparently. Uh-uh. No. But yeah, it was just like, yeah, because I remember hearing about that. Because I was working at Penn Valley, and I, I think at that time, yeah, I was going in to work. I remember, might have already been at work. I don't remember. Something like that. Yeah. See, those were oh my Lord. not, those still true crimes, just not terrible ones. Because I didn't true. want everyone to just be super sad and bummed out. Well. Even though we're doing the misconnections and stuff. True. True, 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 true. Um, do you want to... Do you want to do another misconnection or do you want to do your escape room fact? We'll do escape room stuff and case okay. stuff. And then, and then we'll do finish it out. On finish a, it out on the on good, good one. Note. On the, on the good, good one. The, the good very, one. very good one. Very, very good one. Okay. All right. Okay. Me first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so escape room tip number 22. I don't know. I lost <laughs> track. Who gives a fuck, right? It, it I don't think anybody's actually paying attention. No. <laughs> To what numbers these are. So I'm just going to make up numbers now. Um, so don't um, don't overthink a lot of the puzzles. Uh, because some of them are, are very literal. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people take things way too seriously. Or they take it too literally, I guess, actually. Like one of ours, like mm -hmm. the, um, sometimes the tablet says to do something. 
and then they literally walk around and try to do that. <laughs> like, no, that's just hinting at something you're supposed to kind of maybe look at, like something that kind of resembles it possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so don't take things too fucking seriously around here uh, in escape rooms because sometimes it's, I mean, sometimes literally just do this thing and that's yeah. it. You don't need to try to think of how to divide that or how to like go around certain things. No. Sometimes it's literally just what's in front of your face is what you need to work with. Um, or like a letter of some sort may have like capitalized or underlined words. Maybe that's just what you should be paying attention to. Yeah. Like that's what just happened in one of the other like things that I've gone to before. Yeah. Another certain business where it's like you literally can read this whole freaking note but only the words that are like all capitalized or something or like italicized. Yeah. Just pay attention to those because those have something to do with the game. Yeah. Like, some people just read way too into it and they look for dates or they look for stuff. Yeah, if the dates are very apparent and they're all over the place, then yeah, that's probably what you're supposed to be looking at. But if it's just like random words on something, it probably has nothing to do with the game whatsoever. Although we do have some stuff that kind of throws you off in our rooms at least. Yeah, we do. They're like either circled or highlighted or something that's like, Like, nope, that has nothing to do with it. Like one room. Some people read a whole book in one of our rooms. (laughs) Or all of the books. Or all of the books in our rooms that have nothing to do with the game whatsoever. (laughs) Or look at some of the pictures that we may or may not have circled things that have nothing to do with it. Because we got irritated one day. Yes, because people wouldn't stop breaking things, so we made it harder. Yes. Harder as in... If you we trick you. do those things, like read into, into everything, it's harder. Hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, so escape room tip number 22, don't overthink some stuff. Just do the fucking puzzles. Yeah. Seriously. Just, just do the goddamn do. puzzle. <laughs> like, it's not that difficult. You just gotta do the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There All you right. go. I'm done. Uh, so mine is, mine's like actually like about the same length as my crimes, which is <laughs> funny. Um... 10 things you probably didn't know about Missouri wine. Because I saw one fact about Missouri wine, and then I ended up finding this blog post on uh, visitmo.com. Um, Missouri has an official state grape, uh, and it's pretty awesome. It says, the Norton grape was named the official state grape of Missouri in 2003. Norton is a Native American grape. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So I've seen some Norton blitz, but I didn't know what that meant. So now I'm going to have to get those. Uh, so it's a Native American grape. And believed to be one of the oldest varieties still commercially grown. Norton is known for making big, bold, dry red wine. Oh, I probably won't like it. Ugh. And it's completely unlike any other. Unless I put it with, like, Sprite or something. Right? Probably. Now, Missouri makes a lot of wine. Missouri wineries produce more than 900,000 gallons of wine every year. If you lined all those wine bottles up next to each other, it would almost span the width of the state. Missouri is home to the first ever Ava, Ava, or whatever. Uh, And it says, yes, before Napa. Cool, right? Uh, Ava stands for American Viticultural viticulture area uh, a designated wine grape growing region defined by the alcohol and tobacco tax and trade bureau in 1980 the ttb named augusta the first ava 
Which there's, I've had, we've had, I've had that wine before from Augusta. Augusta. It's Augusta Winery. Yeah. Augusta. 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 Uh, the first Ava, 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 whatever. Uh, the Barrow cited the unique soil, climate, and wines, as well as Augusta's long history as one of America's oldest and foremost grape and wine districts. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, no matter where you are in the state, you're only a short drive from the nearest winery. Yeah. What? <laughs> True. I'm sorry, what now? Hmm? Yeah. Well, like, because it's like... Oh, my Lord. It's Casey Wine Co's down there, and then Ambigonis and West Bottoms. And there's, like, Vox somewhere close to... And then, like, Weston is not is very close. We need to go to Weston. We need to go to Weston. Weston's cute. We need to go. We need to go all down. Um, yeah, winery, nearest winery, wine country is closer than you think. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, oh, I thought it was St. Herman, but no, okay, hold on. Missouri boasts more than 125 wineries across the state. Some areas have lager concentrations, larger, excuse me. <laughs> so they have lager concentrations. That's why I'm so confused. Wow. Larger. They only concentrate on loggers. Yeah. That's dedication. Uh, some areas have larger concentrations of wineries, such as the Herman, Augusta, St. Genevieve, and Kansas City areas. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and the Stone Pillar down somewhere over in the Olathe ish, or over in the park for the Sybil Sultry Secrets. St. <laughs> um, Genevieve. I'm going to go there too. Uh, but yeah, Herman, we need to go for sure, because that's where, like, a million wines are there. <laughs> uh, Missouri is credited in saving the French wine industry in 1970s. You're welcome. Uh, Missouri etymologist C.V. Riley discovered American rootstock was resistant to the vineyard pest, uh, phylloxera. What? Phylloxera. Phylloxera, we're going to say this, which was wrecking, wrecking havoc on French vineyards. The resistant rootstock was sent overseas and grafted to French vines, helping to rebuild their industry. Um, uh, je vous en prie, France. Je vous en prie. You're welcome. Stop it. You're welcome. I mean, Darian, no problem. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> uh... Mapped out wine adventures await in the Missouri wine country. There are currently nine wine trails in the state. Excuse me? What? They are all a little different and offer unique unique experience, but there are nine wine-centered trips already planned and ready to go. Let's pack up your bags and let's go. Pack up, give one empty suitcase for the wine, and then let's go. Um... <laughs> uh, Missouri Wine regularly wins top awards at national and international competitions. We'll toot our own horn. Year after year, Missouri wineries bring home gold, double gold, best in class, and other high-ranking awards from competitions around the world. The grapes you've heard the most about just can't handle Missouri for the most part. It's because we're just too cool for them, both literally and figuratively. Missouri's weather can be a little demanding, and the grapes we're used to hearing about Merlot, Cabernet, Chardonnay can't handle the cold temperatures during the winter and the hot summers. So we grow Native American and French American hybrid grapes. 
some delicious varieties popular in Missouri vineyards Norton of course uh, Vignoles V V V I G N O L E S I also saw that at uh, on my struggle to pick wine um, the Vignoles um, Chambourson Chardonnay Vidal and Vidal Blanc to name a few Oh, there's a disclaimer. This is a journalization of the vineyards in Missouri. Some vintners are growing more commonly known grapes, a.k.a. Vin- vinifera, but it's not the norm. So still not the normal, the Merlot and Cabernet and Chardonnay grapes. Uh, Prohibition was a big bummer for Missouri wines. Before Prohibition, Missouri was second in the country in wine production, just behind New York. While Prohibition put the brakes on Missouri wine for a while, a renaissance is taking place. If you've blinked in the past 20 years, you've probably missed something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we've been we've been aware of it for the past, what? Legally have been able to be aware of it for the past four five, years. Five years. Almost five years. Almost. Oh, oh man. Oh, I'm sorry. Brought the, brought the house down with yeah. that one. My bad, yeah. my bad. I got, I got two months. I need to get my health care figured out. Because <sighs> that's due next month. You making yourself a note? To look that up? No. Oh. Uh, so... Uh, planning a trip to Missouri wine country is as easy as one, two, three. One, go to MissouriWine.org. I did do that, I think, and I signed up for something. Um, two, plan a trip using the Winery Explorer. Three, enjoy your Missouri wine adventure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need to go. We need to go to Herman. Yeah. We should go to Weston. Oh. I want to get some Pertle mead, Herman. like fresh from fresh. Pertle. Okay, uh, third, this connection, <laughs> which just definitely has to be made up because there's no way that this is a real thing. Someone's just messing with everybody. Um, remembering our magical moment, man for woman, uh, that one place. I didn't put the date on it because, again, made up. Um, <clears throat> here we go. I saw you and you saw me. I know you noticed me because we made long, significant eye contact. You flashed me your Shira underpants, and you hit me with a tennis no, racket. Your Shira. Shira. Okay. Shira, like He Man and Shira. All right. I saw you, and you saw me. All right. I know you noticed me because we made long, significant eye contact. Slash, you flashed me your Shira underpants. You hit me with a tennis racket in a restraining order. Still, it was a surprise when you smiled and told me your name. Said you were in love with Jeff Goldblum, but we could still be friends. Shoved me against the wall by the bathroom and started counting my taste buds with your tongue. I've never been able to forget that moment, even though it happened 15 seconds ago during the first Bush administration. During our previous lives, as plague-riddled Cornish peasants. (laughs) And since then... I've been dying to ask. Could I take you out for coffee, borrow your garter belt, mount you, nostrils flaring like a magnificent stallion in a mountain meadow? 
you know how to reach me, and I hope you do, because you have my heart and soul, artificial leg and left sneaker, jumper cables, and 1963 doll banana calendar. <laughs> and there you go. And there's, there's Misconnections. The banana oh, doll calendar. That's my favorite one. It's, I don't think anything can get better than that. I don't know if that's necessarily like Shakespeare, but just like a dramatic reading of. Yeah. There we go. Dramatic reading readings. of. Dramatic readings of misconnections. Misconnections. Maybe we'll do that. Like, maybe we'll start to do that. Like, like personal, like, minisodes of that, mm-hmm. but only for like Patreon mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Give us money and we'll read romantic. Oh my God. <laughs> romantic misconnections of Kansas City to you. Right? I don't that, that's worth money, right? I mean I'd I don't know. I I I'd listen I'd listen to it. You listen to yourself. No, I I hate Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yes, I would. I'll say to get other people to do it, I'll say I would do that. Right? Yep. Okay. And In that's, that's Casey. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> Hi guys, don't forget you can listen to That's KC on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. If we are not on your favorite podcast directory, let us know. You can chat with us on the Twitter or Instagram at That's KC Pod and Facebook at That's KC. If you'd like to help keep the local liquor, food, and this podcast flowing, you can support us on Patreon. If you have suggestions for local Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas food and drink, or, you know, would like to send us something, wink, wink, please send us an email to thatskcpod at gmail.com. P.S. If you have your own local story you would like to share or have a suggestion for us to research, we'd love to hear from you via email. Oh, intro music is provided by Brian Lawson. Okay, bye!